Welcome Leafs fans to a very, very late episode of Game Over Toronto. Yes, for all of you guys live in the chat here right now, it is 1.30 a.m., 1.20 a.m. Eastern Standard Time here in Toronto. Uh, but hey, at least we have a good stream, a good game to talk about. The Leafs beat off the LA Kings. Yeah. Okay, whatever, man. My mind is <laughs> it's fried. Edition, so. Yeah, my mind is fried. They, they, uh, they convincingly beat. How about that? They convincingly beat the LA Kings 3-0 to start off the California road trip. Armand, how do you feel about this game? How do you feel actually? Honestly? Before we talk about the game, how do you feel right now? This late, I, late I'm episode. Tired. <laughs> I've got to be at work in my office in five hours so oh god you know fun stuff this will be a quiet edition of game over toronto because we both have uh family slash girlfriends that are in the room <laughs> next to us so we have to be silent but yeah uh it was honestly a good game like at least they made it worth it like it would have sucked if this was just a rut you know especially because we've been bad six games in a row essentially so yeah, exactly. And coming into this game, um, it's weird, right? Because the Leafs historically, or I guess like this season or the last couple of seasons, they've had a trend of performing very well against good teams. And the Kings obviously are a fantastic team. They're one of the best teams, especially in, in their defensive metrics. Yes. They are one of, if not the absolute best teams in the league. So I'm looking at their stats. Uh, they only allow 26.7 shots against uh, per game played, second best in the league. They have the yep. least goals against um, in the entire league, and their PK is is the best in the league as well. Um, so this the Leafs had a tough tough challenge against them, and uh, they outshot them thirty one to twenty nine, three goals. You can't really uh, you can't really say much much else about honestly, that, right? Like yeah, like firstly yeah, the Kings are an insanely good defensive team. Like you said, with the metrics, they play a really good neutral zone. Uh, that really limits your controlled entries. Um, but even before, like, you know, shots were 31 to 29, but halfway through the game, like midway through the second period when it was 2 nothing, I think shots were 19 to 8 for mm -hmm. the Leafs. Mm -hmm. And really, you know, score effects came into play. And as the Kings pushed more offensively, uh, they got, you know, they evened up uh, that shot differential. But honestly, the Leafs played such a good game. For the first, I would say like 33, 34 minutes mm -hmm. until, you know, the Kings kind of uh, stepped up their game. But until that fight happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, honestly, the Leafs played such a solid first 30 minutes. It was impressive how well they, um, you know, got past the the Kings def uh, defensive structure. Uh, Matthews, I think, had something like four or five shots on goal within the first six minutes. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And a great scoring chance as well. Yeah, all from pretty dangerous areas, you know, one from right in front of the net. And then, like, I think the other three were high slot, but, like, really clean shots. Um, so, yeah, they just found a way to kind of break down the structure of the, the Kings. And, and honestly, they, they played a great game overall. Yeah, exactly. And and the first period, um, obviously, it, it was nil-nil to end the period. But the Leafs definitely controlled uh, that period. It was uh, 11 shots on goal against six. Uh, Matthews and yep. Marner each had a fantastic opportunity. And honestly, the only one scary moment I would say that that the that the Kings had was uh, that Fiala, Deneau, and, and Moore, uh, 
I guess trio play uh yeah. eight minutes into the game and and even on that play Jones uh we didn't even mention him Martin Jones in net today um out. yeah shutout game against uh against the Kings his former team and he had a fantastic stop um we'll talk a little bit more about Jones in a bit but yeah that first period like one high scoring chance in my opinion I, I don't know if you saw anything differently but the Leafs yeah. definitely had a couple there um and even the the Leafs uh, uh power play uh they had a couple chances doesn't go in but uh a, a solid first period effort right um yeah and going into ga- into the second period that's where uh the entire game kind of blew open right and we had a couple a couple star players kind of uh come out and and say hey this this is our game to take over right um Nylander and and Bertuzzi they start off the period hot they have a two-on-one mischance mm-hmm. um literally a minute and 30 seconds into the game but then yep. Nylander uh is able to score I believe five minutes into that period um I want to get your thoughts on that goal because I had some uh some some uh uh positive things to say about that oh yeah I mean honestly the first two goals I think were pretty similar and uh it mm-hmm. starts with a very tenacious forecheck Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's it was a, a lost draw, so mm-hmm. we didn't even have possession. And then Bertuzzi and Tavares, I think, were the two guys that really led that four yep. check. Bertuzzi specifically being the F1 there. Uh, Tavares is the one who picks off that uh pass along the boards, I believe, and mm-hmm. sends it to Bertuzzi. Mm-hmm. And the pass that Bertuzzi makes was excellent, it was mm-hmm. really creative, really deceptive. And yeah, Nylander probably won't make a mistake from there, so. Oh, yeah, just well, a really well executed play. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, um, it, it wasn't even a, a an easy, I guess, like uh, shot either. I believe that he bunts it off midair too, right? So it was a oh yeah a good play by Nylander there, getting a good eye on it, good hand eye coordination to to get in the back of the net. But yeah, like you said, I loved the um, the effort and the responsibility that the Leafs had uh, today when it came to turnovers or. Uh, like the the face-off draw misses that we had um that period that's uh that goal like you mentioned right it was Tavares losing the face-off draw but being an absolute dog along the boards and, and getting the puck back right and that's exactly what happened in that second goal too right yarn croc is able to get a goal with uh, uh three minutes uh three minutes later it was uh right at the end of a power play i believe but De- uh yep. dubois hooking uh, just ended yeah yeah exactly dubois hooks uh matthews and honestly let's talk about that power play a little bit first because that top unit had a ton of great chances on it yeah. um I, I was a little critical about our power play earlier on where our top units um i guess they they weren't as active um yeah, as like the second unit as much exactly on the, on the first exactly and i was happy play. that i was happy that uh that uh keith actually split the time up and, and gave the second power play unit a little bit more playing room but for this yeah. power play the top unit had four or five great chances they were unable to score but all of the um the inner workings or or uh the the behind the scenes i guess like plays or, or thoughts or strategies were pretty solid in my opinion i think they had a ton of great chances they just weren't able to put it at the back of the net um yeah. but yeah right at the end of that power play yarn croc uh is able to get a goal and it was bertuzzi uh, losing bertuzzi, a glove yeah. yeah he loses a glove off uh off the draw but uh sticks with it i mean he he was in a weird situation where he was kind of no man no man's land should he go 
pick up his glove or should he go to the bench and get his puck again or get his uh his glove uh but instead he decides to stick with it he wins a puck battle with england gets it to yarny and um yeah a a, a easy goal for Yonkrok to make uh what were your thoughts on on that second goal yeah it's a similar thing where again it was a, a lost draw we didn't have possession Bertuzzi was the f1 and uh he was just incredible all night on the forecheck and Honestly, the Kings made some uncharacteristic mistakes in their D zone, uh, but I think mm -hmm. that's forced by a really aggressive forecheck. And, you know, Bertuzzi without a glove stays with the play. Uh, Domi's the one who picks off the pass, mm -hmm. again, the center. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, he passes it, I think, back to Bertuzzi, who mm -hmm. just makes an area pass. And, and Yarncroke also, like, credit to him. It's a great move. You know, he gets uh, Talbot to, you know, go for the poke check and then goes backhand. Uh, Again, just phenomenal work, smothering forecheck. You know, you create your own luck, and, and they created their own turnovers, and uh, they capitalized on them. Mm -hmm. Just really, really, really solid play for that first, uh, those first two goals. Exactly, exactly. And uh, to end off that period, the Kings they they get a power play chance. Uh, Bertuzzi mm -hmm. gets a tripping penalty against Dubois, but Jones held down the goddamn fort on that power play, uh, or that penalty kill. Sorry. Um, he had six fantastic saves, a couple uh, like very quick rebound opportunities, which he was able to stifle and, and completely uh, negate. Um, let's talk a little bit about Jones because he had a pretty fantastic night um, and that power play in particular uh, instilled quite a bit of confidence in me about uh, Jones moving forward and maybe uh, him playing a couple more games, maybe even playing tomorrow. Yeah, so Jones had an amazing game, and especially on that power play, like you said, I think there was a, a sequence where he made like three stops in a row, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. and he his puck tracking was really Phenomenal. incredible, you know, especially with the rebounds. But um, yeah, the, the, the conversation about who plays tomorrow is... is it's interesting to me because in my opinion, and I'm curious on what your thoughts are, mm -hmm. I know that Jones just got a shutout, but that's a tough assignment to play back-to-back -back nights, especially with one of the games being the LA Kings. And, you know, I think we face the Ducks next. Am I wrong in that? Uh, oh, yeah, we face the Ducks tomorrow at 9 p.m. Or yeah. I guess today at 9 p.m. now. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, honestly, like, I think you give that game to Hill to be, you know, you're going to have to use him at some point, you know, if the goal is to keep Samsonov for essentially an entire week without even playing a game or practicing with the Marlies, which is what Keith said. Mm -hmm. um, we'll talk about Samsonov towards the end. Yeah. yeah. Like Hill to be is going to need to be used at some point. Uh, Joseph Wall is not coming back soon. So why are we waiting? Just, you know, I think you play him tomorrow and it's, it's the ducks and you know, this might, you know, they're not a great team. Obviously, we're not great against bad teams, but <laughs> I was just gonna um, say that. <laughs> but it's it's a it's a it's a game that I think you should give Hill to be and uh, you let Jones rest for the next one because he's gonna be used a lot as well. Because yeah, yeah, I mean he's our starter right now. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I'm just glad that Jones is you know playing well because yeah, we'd be in a very bad position if uh if he was like his past, you know, three, four years and not very good so yeah no i i agree i do want to see he'll be i want to see the the giant six foot what is it six foot five six foot six, four, seven. six foot seven god damn what a yeah, monster he's a, he's a tall boy yeah i, I and wanna... also like i've read the scouting reports 
his positioning, and I've I've watched some Marley's games. His mm-hmm. his positioning is like really good. Mm-hmm. So like you know that just adds to the size. He's he's uh, he's an interesting prospect. Mm-hmm, for sure, for sure, and he's he's played fantastic for for the Marlies too. I, I'm missing the stats on him right now, but he's had a fantastic uh, first couple like 14 games with the Marlies this yeah, season. Nine nineteen save percentage in 15 games. There and, you go. Uh, Two point two goals against, which yeah. is more impressive. Like those are pretty solid numbers to begin with, but it's more impressive because the Marlies have been super inconsistent defensively. Uh, so it's a tough team to to play behind when you're a goalie so uh you know hats off to hill to be i don't think any other i don't know what jones's numbers were in the ahl but they weren't good so mm-hmm. and i know, mean I'm, I'm excited to see how he does it yeah NHL, um, nhl time and that makes sense because the leafs i mean we've had a lot of uh injuries in our decor so it makes sense that because yeah. we've had to call up a lot of our, our yeah, these guys and yeah exactly and benoit you know yeah uh, le joie as well so that's that's all good things to see and um yeah, I, I personally do think that we are going to see Hildeby tomorrow. Um, I would want, prefer and want to see him, obviously, uh, see how he does against an Anaheim team that's obviously one of, if not the worst teams in the league right now. I believe they're second last, they're 30th in the league, I believe. Uh, let me just make sure that's right. Yes, they are 30th in the league right now. Um, so this is a pretty easy game. And again, second half of a back-to-back, a game that hopefully we can shelter him a little bit more too uh, maybe give him an easy night but that is an ideal situation for him to come in um the only question is now like martin jones had a absolutely fantastic night and there is some question maybe you ride the hot hand i'm not too sure this is going to be keith's decision at the end of the day um i don't think there is a wrong decision but i am leading towards hell to be uh at this moment um Let's uh let's finish off with that uh with that third period. Uh, the Kings had a little bit of resurgence there. It was twelve shots on gold against seven, and um, it starts off by it starts off early on in the period where a LA Kings goal gets called off. Uh, a whistle was blown before the goal celebration, and upon review, a Kings player knocks the pads of Martin Jones, which obviously is not allowed to create a goal uh a lot of the king's fans uh shocked yeah, shocked you, pikachu face and i'm like the refs yeah, chance yeah. after that but yeah i mean it was goaltender interference like, exactly. there's a reason that they didn't challenge it and yeah like it was pushed in for sure like i yeah good call mm-hmm. in my opinion exactly uh and then a little bit later the leafs uh get on a power uh a power play it was lafreniere uh tripping on nice uh but and uh uh oh sorry yeah tripping on nice and then uh 30 seconds in tavares takes a hook and penalty to make it four on four with a minute and 30 left uh the kings decide to pull talbot to give them a five on three or a five on uh five on four chance uh with roughly around three minutes left in the period and still a minute and 30 left on the forum four. um on this geo makes a fantastic block shot he had three block shots on the night 54 uh in the season uh i think he has been huge a huge addition back on the team since he's came back from injury uh what were your thoughts on on that whole sequence and uh on geo yeah so uh when the the kings had their um goalie pulled i thought we were pretty damn good defensively i will say like credit to the kings uh i would say for the last half of that game like you know midway through the second period all the way up until the very end the kings 
controlled the majority of play. And again, score effects come into play there. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they were pouring on quite a few chances. And I was a bit worried when uh, when Tavares took that penalty that, uh, you know, we're talking five on four rather than six on five. So there's more space. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were already the momentum was kind of riding on their side. And, you know, it's only a two goal lead. But honestly, we played that so damn well. Mm-hmm. Uh, huge blocks by Giordano. Jones came up big, I think, uh, a couple times. And Marner also, you know, after a very bad game uh, last time, uh, he came up really huge uh, today. And uh, especially on that uh, six on five, mm-hmm. he stops a, a passing attempt and, and ices it and almost scores. But, you know, uh, and then, yeah, Nylander with the steal. Puts it away, makes it 50 points on the season for him. I think that's the seventh person to do it this season. So, uh, yeah, he's been he's been excellent as well. And what a game for him. But, yeah, honestly, I was really worried when, when Tavares took that penalty, but they came up big. Mm-hmm. And also shout out to Nyes for drawing two penalties with, like, 10 minutes to go in yeah. a game that's tight. You know, that's huge. Yeah, well, let's talk about Nylander first, but I do want to loop back onto Nyes a, a little bit later on um yeah Nylander this is is uh he got two goals on the night um his 19th goal of the season and uh there's been some rumors a little bit of inkling that the contract negotiations have been going well for Nylander oh, yeah. the last couple of weeks um and there are some rumors saying that they might be pretty close it might be maybe this week or or, or not soon uh or soon after that that we could get a contract inked on paper. Uh, <laughs> quick shout outs. Uh, there's a guy in the chat, can't control life. He says, you have a very soothing voice. Thank you. That's because I can't talk loud right now. This is game over ASMR edition. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, talking about Nylander, um, it looks like the the AAV that we're, uh, we're um, kind of leaning towards yeah. right now or what's being rumored is that 11 million for eight years. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, on that contract? What are your thoughts on giving that amount of money out to to Nylander? I mean, it comes from Kipper. It's it's not unexpected. I'm like it's a little it's a little rich for my taste, but uh, you know you kind of gotta you gotta pay. I mean, he's having an amazing year, and mm-hmm. yeah, it is what it is. You kind of just hope that you know when Tavares's contract ends. It's not really an issue, and they essentially just swap contracts. And Tavares hopefully takes a bit of a discount and comes at a much lower number than the eleven he's at right now. And they could kind of just swap up, and we will only have to deal with that, you know, really tight cap just for next year. Mm-hmm. But you know, with the way things are being talked about, it sounds like Friedman said it could happen as early as next week. And you know, exactly. Kipper came in with the number, so like honestly, anything below eleven. Point five, and I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I will say, yeah, go ahead. Eight years is his twenty-eight to thirty-six, which is the same as Tavares when he signed. Mm-hmm. Um, what scares me about that is a lot of Nylander's value comes with his just incredible skating ability in terms of his agility, his speed, just his you know zone entries are insanely good. And I don't know what the numbers are, but to me, that ages a little poorly compared to, you know, a guy like Tavares, who has always been shit at skating, a guy like Pavelski, who has always been shit at skating, Joe Thornton, who's always been shit at skating. You know, that to me, those are the first things that kind of go, you know, the legs. 
uh, when you age. So I'm a little worried that Nylander might not age as gracefully as uh, some of the other elite players. But honestly, that's that's a problem for you know five six years from now. So in my opinion, you kind of just you kind of have to you know run with it. An eleven point two five and by eight, it's fine by me. Yeah, Keep them. that that's my thing. Don't lose them for nothing. Exactly. I'm I'm on the same boat where um, the number is high right now, but we are expecting the cap to go up significantly. Now, keep in mind, this is what we were saying when we signed the the, the three guys for as much as we did uh, at that time. So the fingers crossed the but cap we do know does it's going go up. up 4 million. I, I mean, year. like that's a pretty... We, we also pandemic. knew, yeah, we also <laughs> knew that the cap was going to go up a significant amount and then bam, COVID hit. Uh so you never know, but yeah, I agree. If the t- cap does go up significantly, which it is scheduled to do to go up, um, this contract is gonna be more, I guess, palatable. Uh, even later on, it because it is like an eight-year deal. Um, I'm personally, uh, I personally think that that's a better option than let's say six years and then having a higher AAV. I think oh, that's yeah, gonna, that's gonna, yeah, that's gonna really uh, stifle us a lot. Year. You know, because like, you know, other teams can only give him seven. So that is the biggest bargaining chip, right? Exactly. You know, for the Leafs is, so yeah. Like, exactly. So I think it's, he's going to make his money. Um, 11 mil is expensive, but hopefully he is able to continue this, this, uh, I guess, progression or his, uh, yeah, his offensive I mean, output later on into his contract. Um, he is only 27 years old. He's hitting his peak right now and the Leafs are in win mode right now we can't afford yeah. letting this guy walk for free so I am fully in the board of him getting his money sign this guy up and uh he has like he has contributed well like in in the playoffs he's been one of our consistent performers for the past couple of seasons in the playoffs so yeah. I think and especially and with the physicality interest. and the way that he plays I think he his skill set is very well suited for the playoffs so I think he's going to be fantastic for us I yeah I want to see him get signed up there's a reason why I have his jersey or his number on my jersey. I love the guy. He's been one Signed. of my favorite Leafs. William so. Nylander jersey. Yeah, you lucky bastard. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I agree. I mean, it's funny, like, earlier into the year, uh, or earlier in his career, he was kind of talked about as, like, a guy who never drives the net in mm-hmm. a perimeter player. And, like, it blows my mind how people said that. Like, this guy drives the net all the time. He's I think it's so... his nonchalant personality where he isn't, I think it's like... The nonchalant- yeah, he isn't like sure. a dog that you normally see. He's like a very chill, relaxed dude. But yeah, there, there's a lot of underlying, I guess, metrics and and a lot more to his game than than it's than it seems. I guess like from from the yeah. outside looking in. Yeah, I think I think people just had it wrong with him. So yeah, mm-hmm. and also he's on a he's 50 points in 35 games this season. Like yeah, that's Monster. worth more than 11 million dollars right now, at least. You know, mm-hmm. it's about how it ages, obviously. But uh, in my opinion, I have. I have no issues with that number. I think the one as thing with the, as he's consistent. Yeah. yeah, I think the one thing with Nylander is uh, is his drive. Right, um, we saw in I guess like it's been a knock on him in previous seasons is his um, mindset, and it seems like maybe this contract year is uh, is yeah. uh, what's what's the word? It's motivated him more than normal. Um, I just hope that this mindset is something that he's going to keep going forward because a motivated Nylander yeah a motivated Nylander is a Nylander that is going to live up to that contract by far like big contract years like 
you know, they happen a decent amount in the NHL and mm -hmm. I don't know what it is, but it's kind of scares me when there's a huge jump in, in, in terms of point production within a contract year. And, you know, obviously last year he got like 87 points, but he's well above that pace this year. So, mm -hmm. um, it'll be interesting to see how he does after the contract gets signed, but nonetheless, I am very happy yeah, and that we are making progress on that. That's like the biggest priority for tree living right now, I think. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I agree. Um, and it's not like he's been alone, I guess, like his, his, that line, that second line has been fantastic. And a large portion of that is, uh, Bertuzzi is finally, I guess, coming out and playing a lot better than he had early on in the season. He had two assists tonight and he was a large factor in those two, those two goals that the Leafs got, um, early on. And I think the, uh, I think he's finally coming into his own and i think he's finally getting his confidence and playing like the bertuzzi that we saw in previous seasons like we saw with the bruins and i think it's it's right uh it's at the right time where the playoffs are, are coming up they're around the corner we're half we're not halfway through the season yet but he's ramping up and it's good to see he's he's performed pretty well uh the last couple of games what are your thoughts on bertuzzi tonight and and the last couple of games yeah I, I, like the last couple of games i think was particularly bad for everyone but honestly Bertuzzi uh, yeah, as a but... player yeah as an individual player I thought you know he's one of those players that like every time you see him on the ice he sort of he always looks like he's just giving it his all mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and it's a very needed thing especially when when we're like you know in this game like the four check was like the best I've ever seen it this season you know mm -hmm. like it was mm -hmm. really tenacious and and honestly like just yeah, like it's exactly what we needed, you know, within our top six is that like tenacious forechecking. You know, you look back at guys who've succeeded in that role, and you see guys like Michael Bunting, who was fantastic, fantastic on the forecheck, and Zach Hyman, fantastic on the forecheck. Uh, he's got that skill set that kind of you know complements our other star players, and I think that came through in spades today. Like, just really solid game from him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um. Now we're going to talk a little bit about Samsonov, but before we do, just remember we're going to have a quick presser at the end of this uh, or towards the end of this uh, this game over. So make sure you throw your questions down in the chat. And if you're here, there's 55 of you. Uh, thank you guys for being here. Uh, it's almost 2 a.m. here in Toronto. Uh, we appreciate you guys coming out and and uh, commenting in the chat. Make sure you hit that like button. Make sure you hit subscribe if you haven't already. We are literally 1K away. We're right there at at a hundred thousand uh subscribers so any yeah. subscri uh, subscriptions likes they all help out uh now some big news coming in samsonov has cleared waivers he's not going to be assigned to the to the marlies but uh he is going to get some time uh getting one-on-one coaching with the marlies uh the goalie assistants and, and whatnot right the coaches down there um, but I believe the reports have said that he's not actually going to start any games for the Marlies. It's mainly just a conditioning stint where he's going to get some practice and some some reps under him. Uh, what are your thoughts on the direction that the Leafs are going uh, with this, and and just on uh, Samsonov getting uh, getting wake or clearing waivers? I mean, clearing waivers was sort of expected. I don't think anyone was really going to yeah gonna, yeah you know jump on that, but. I like what they, I liked, I really liked uh, Tree Living's comments uh, in terms of both like the human aspect in terms of how Samsonov 
reacted to it and and how to get him back on his feet. You know, to me, it makes sense to have like just a complete mental reset where he doesn't have to really get into game condition, you know, for this next week. Now, obviously, um, I'm not expecting him to take a week, you know, without having to play games and then suddenly come back and be a star. Uh, so I think he's going to spend a decent amount of time in the AHL, and I'm assuming that he's going to get games in the week after. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, like the Marlies also need goalie help at this point, especially with Hill to be called up. So I assume they're going to need him eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he does get games in, I'm kind of hoping to see a little bit of a more mentally strong Samsonov. You know, you can see in his body language and the way he's reacting to shots that he's just completely off his game. So like, it's a very much needed thing for him to kind of get a mental reset. So honestly, I'm totally for it. I like what they've done. Uh, and it, you know, it needed to be done. Like he just wasn't playable. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, yeah. Hopefully he gets his head right. And uh, hopefully this, this works out because Sammy was a huge, huge proponent of of the success we had last season especially yeah, in the playoffs forget, he put a he put a 919 exactly you know, he outplayed he outplayed vazzy in a couple games yeah. right so uh having sammy back to himself or back to how he was playing last season is going to be important and it does give just a lot more flexibility where if we have a good tandem then that's something we don't have to worry about and then truly we can focus more so on the on the blue line uh, now let's get into some of the questions here. There's a uh, quite a bit, uh, some funny ones. They're inhaling coffee to entertain you. Slap the like button like it owes you money. Yes. <laughs> uh, Wall is obviously considered our best goalie, but Samsonov yeah. and Jones both have shutouts. Why? What does the team do differently in front of those guys? Do you want to start that off? Or do you does want me Wall to go? not have a shutout this year? Nice. That's right. I gotta check but, that out. Yeah, you can uh, check it out. Samson and Jones. Check uh, it up in Samson the meantime. Shout out. Yeah, Samson and Shout Out was was uh, pretty. Was that the Nashville game? I want to say it was the Nashville game. My brain is fried. I am not going to remember this, but I'll I'll start off with uh, with answering this. I think um, really what what it boils down to is it seems like the team is just more confident in front of guys like like Jones and Wall who are. Um, who who it seems like they have more trust in right so when they are playing well in front of those guys and they are able to afford a a uh or they can count on your goaltender to make a couple saves or some saves that that are high scoring chances like martin jones did tonight uh they can play with a little bit more freedom uh especially offensively um and they don't have to worry about hey like we we gotta completely shelter this guy otherwise he is gonna get uh he otherwise like we're in for trouble right so i think that's what really it boils down to and again samsonov hasn't played well in this uh this season and so he's had assignments against worse teams usually to try to shelter him and uh we know how the leafs play against worse teams so that doesn't uh, bode it, it well for that either actually, <laughs> it was actually against nashville and i remember that game samsonov actually played really well. like that was his like one good game of the season and i looked it up and wall also doesn't have a shout out this season which is surprising mm. given how he's been easily the best goalie but um yeah i think that's just circumstance uh, i wouldn't put anything to it i think uh you know i think you know samsonov he's a good goalie you know it's just a matter of being mentally ready for the game and one game he was 
Uh, other than that, not really. And Jones, I think the team really does uh, feel confident in in Martin Jones as a goalie uh, in terms of like, you know, bailing them out when they make a mistake, which, uh, you know, definitely helps in terms of, you know, defending and, and back checking and, and, you know, it just gives the whole team a lift, I think. So, um, you know, for example, today, I thought there was a huge commitment to back checking from the forwards, which we haven't really seen over the past few days. Uh, and that really helps the defense out. So, um, yeah, uh, I don't know why. Yeah, the, I think it's just a matter of time before Wall gets a shutout today. But yeah, I mean, shutout uh, this season. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, an yeah. interesting stat there. That is a that is a cool tidbit. Let me shout out the person who said that. That was Luke Venables in the chat. He mentioned uh, mentioned that. Uh, we'll take one more question and then it's getting a little bit late. We're gonna cut it a little bit short. Um, Matthew in the chat. Do you think they should keep sticking with Marner on the first line? So, Armand, uh, Marner had a little bit of a turnaround this game. He played better than he did the last game and i know you and lauren were talking about maybe uh potentially moving him down the second line uh as a punishment or whatever to keep him responsible for the way that he played yeah do you does your do you have you changed your mind on putting him down or do you think we should still put him down to the second line throw uh kneelander up on the top line i I will say okay so last game over we were very harsh on martin and i don't think he's been great this season Mm -hmm. but even on the down year like you know he's still producing at a pretty elite rate and i think he's still like top five in in terms of slot uh shot assists Mm -hmm. um so he's still you know doing a pretty good job at what he does well um you know he had a good game this game defensively especially um and I thought he was pretty decent with Matthews. But with that being said, I also do think that Nylander Matthews works and Tavares and Marner work. And, you know, this past four or five game sample, I would say they've been more not their best than their best. And so I'm okay mm-hmm. with keeping them until they falter again. Uh, you know, like tomorrow, I'm okay with them being on the same line. but. Uh, they're on a short leash for me, in my opinion, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest thing with Marner is he seems like he's less uh, inclined to join the rush, you know, with Matthews compared to Nylander. And I think that's hampering him. He just looks a little slower uh, offensively, and he's uh, more focused on, um, you know, retaining possession and, 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 yeah, playmaking, but doing it in a in a in a much slower pace. Mm-hmm. And I honestly just think that takes something away from, from Matthews uh, in terms of versatility and playing the rush game that, you know, Nylander can play so well as well. But at the same time, I can't knock Marner for his game tonight. He's, he was excellent. So like, I have, I, I really don't have an issue with it. I think it's a, it's a non-issue until it becomes an issue. I just want Keefe to be uh, a little, more open to adapting within a game if it's not working like in my opinion last game they should have taken him away mid game you stole my point like that's (laughs) (laughs) yeah so so like yeah long term are they great together yeah but you know just be more open to 
moving the lines around within the game when it's not working. Yeah, you, you stole my point. I don't think uh, we should really be judging it uh, game by game, but much rather period by period. If they are, if they have a period where they're not gelling, they're not working, and, and Marner, you can see he's having a, a, uh, a bad stretch of shifts, then swap them out that same game. I think that is the important thing. Don't wait till it's too late. Don't wait till after the game, because at that point, you, you can't really change much. You, you just kind of get him... Are you just, his confidence is going to be low. He's going to get completely destroyed in the media for the next couple of days before yeah. the next game. And it's not going to do well for a guy who clearly uh, his his Achilles heel is the amount of pressure that he puts on himself uh, yeah. and the amount that he truly cares, right? Because when he, stuff is not going right for him, he's similar to Samsonov where he heart, he wears his heart on his sleeve and, uh, and you can tell he tries to do too much and it yeah. affects his game so i want to see more more adaptability but from keith like you said in the game itself and if they're not working in one shift get some changes out because like you said um we're in a cool we're in a, a good situation right now where those guys are kind of interchangeable they've had uh multiple stretches uh of time where Nylander was paired with Matthews and the Marner was paired with Matthews and both of them truly work. So it's really about playing whoever's hot. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think that's going to be it. Do you see any other questions that you want to, you want to, uh, you, that interest you or let's, uh, let's call it there. Let's call it there. I, I got, I gotta, I gotta wake up in like four hours. So. Yeah. 37 minutes in. Uh, well, thank you guys for joining us tonight. Uh, we appreciate each and every one of you making it out today. There's 70 of you watching right now. We truly, truly appreciate it. It's almost 2 a.m. I don't know what you guys are doing up, but we love you for it. Make sure you hit the like button. Make sure you hit subscribe. And uh, tune in for the next game where we play the Ducks literally tomorrow on the second half of back-to-back. -back. And who knows, maybe our six foot seven humongous goaltender of a, of a man <laughs> i don't even know if that makes sense my mind is fried he might be playing in that so uh keep an eye out for hell to be uh but that's gonna do here from us have a great night everyone yeah